0: Hello again, everybody, and welcome to Rail Splitters on the Mic. I'm Rusty Peace, and today we have the pleasure of having with us live, up close and in person, Sean Frazier, head coach of the Lincoln Memorial University Women's Soccer Program. Coach, welcome. How are you? I'm I'm doing well. Thanks. How are you? I mean I'm, I'm good, man. Two thousand nineteen season bearing down on you. You got yeah. physicals next week for newcoming players and transfers, and you've got practice starting as well. It's coming at you very quickly got to be ready so let's let's talk about this in detail i mean 2018 fall season lady rail splitters go and take things almost as deep as the program has ever gone in ncaa women's soccer they go on to the region and win that and just unbelievable accomplishments by this team and maybe for the coaches though who are around them every day it's not so
1: unbelievable yes you are correct there i would say i mean obviously going back to some of the podcasts that we had before We were talking about how good they were doing in in training sessions and how well they were doing every single day in all of the aspects that we threw at them. I think the difference between the 2018 LMU women's soccer team and the 2017 LMU women's soccer team is that we had a team that followed instructions very, very well. Half of the group had been here a year, so that helped them, and the other half were fresh and new, and we could work with them. We also had the right personalities, and when, when you have the right people and you have people that you can engage with and really coach and work with, it goes a long way. So that was the big thing for us. I mean, obviously, there's a ton of aspects that in the program that changed between 17 and 18, and, and again, there's been even more changes between 18 and 19, more so off the field this year, though. But um, it's all exciting. It's all fun. That's why I'm sitting here excited, ready to go.
0: You're entering your third season at the helm of the program, and and with that being said, how close are you to this program being where you envisioned it when you took over? Oh, that's a great question.
1: Close. Close. Every player on the roster, barring one, will be a recruit of mine already, which is tough. a, A lot of coaches don't get that opportunity. You know, sometimes you go into jobs and you've got a lot of players that you've you've got to stick with for four years that maybe might not be your type of player. We were afforded many good opportunities to shape this program quickly the way that the way that I wanted to. It was no secret that I came in with a plan and came in with a way that I wanted to work. That was backed by. Matt Green, who hired me originally and it's been continued to be backed by everyone else who's who's here now in, in, in leadership positions. Like I said, we've got one player that is not my recruit, it's Amanda Perez, but she graduated in May and we're bringing her back on a Masters programme for her final year of eligibility. That's a fine by the way. fine for your phone going off. (laughs) Call me out on social media. Yeah, you better get that fine paid within the next 24 hours. I'll do my best.
0: (laughs) You know, this program maybe had some matches that we should have won two years ago that we didn't. Maybe we won a couple that were questionable. Maybe a lot thought we wouldn't have lost that. Last year, I think, exceeded a lot of folks' expectations because of the year prior to that. Yeah. Now, with what all was accomplished a year ago, is there any pressure on you personally or your coaching staff to replicate or surpass
1: what you did a year ago? I hope so. I said after anyone who has to anyone can log on to our um, interview after the game against Carson Newman in the regional. I said, we want to play in big games. You know, I've been trying to schedule big games all the time. I've been trying to schedule, you know, hard games in, in the spring. We've been trying to push ourselves to the limit, you know, and uh, hopefully there's pressure. There should be, you know what I mean? We're, we've got three coaches that do this to make a living. We've got players here that are on scholarship money essentially being paid by the university to do a job. I know there's obviously other factors in that where they're here to graduate and earn a degree and and this, that and the other. But ultimately, soccer scholarship, there's pressure that comes with that, you know. So we think we have a, a, a fantastic roster. It's still a young roster. Last year, we started five freshmen. Two freshmen we wanted to bring in last year, we actually put in other places and they're coming here as sophomores this year so essentially we've got seven sophomores there that we're building around we've added four or five juniors to the group so we've got a lot of sophomores and juniors here so the next two years can be very exciting with a lot of the players coming in I still think we'll be young I still think we'll make mistakes but I think we'll be a better version of ourselves than we were last year
0: When I look at you and your team and compare and contrast to teams in the past, Mike Varga, for instance, created his teams of the 90s through a family-oriented atmosphere where they did everything together. It was a very tight-knit group that won championships on the Gulf South Conference level. Yeah coach dana came in years later following coach winterberger and so forth and he had his own style and he did it with recruiting of his countrymen from brazil and so forth and surrounded them with quality role players from the united states and canada i see you myself looking from the outside in as building a culture here through everything from technology to hard work to quality players, to the facilities in which they have, the things that they have at their fingertips to train. And really, it's kind of a different mentality than any of those coaches have had in the past, yet the results have been almost
1: immediate. Adapt or die you know the game changes a lot in the game you know as a coach coaching has changed more in the last 5 years than it had in the last 25 years because of technology because of ultimately technology that is available to you but technology also that is available in daily life kids are different now We, as coaches we've had to adapt I might have been one coach 10 years ago I've had to adapt to reach kids because kids spend more time on their phones you know we've had to put things online platforms to get our kids to engage with things you know like compliance documents online now Things change all the time, you know, and as coaches, you've got to be progressive. Again, like I said, you've got to adapt or or, or, or you're not going to survive. So we've tried to do that. You know, I, I think also as a coach, you want to leave as little as possible to chance, which is why we've brought in so much analytics. We've improved the facilities. I've worked for coaches, you know, across the board and every single coach that I've worked with has always talked about the one percent you know so we have we have a beautiful new locker room that just got finished yesterday we have the grind house that we didn't have last fall we have that now we've used it in the spring we're going to upgrade the field in the next couple of weeks we've got some things going on there that are pretty exciting these are all one percent you know and if we can continue improving the one percent our chances of winning games and performing well and On the flip side as well, graduating kids and providing an elite-level student-athlete experience is so much better.
0: You have a unique perspective in looking at the game of American women's soccer or women's football. Being from Europe, Coach Dana, of course, from Brazil. The other coaches that have been here in the position that you're in have all been from the United States. From your perspective, how has the women's game of collegiate
1: soccer, especially at the Division II level, how has it changed over the last 20 years? That's a tough question for me to answer because I've only been in Division 2 for 4 years or 5 years myself. Well, how has the game overall <laughs> yeah, in the United you States know, changed? It's it's changed massively. You know, we have we have all incredible facilities here. The restructuring of the way the NCAA scholarships athletes or allows universities to scholarship athletes now has provided more opportunity. Schools are putting more into facilities. Coaches are improving in this country. You know, you look at, especially in the women's game, you look at ECNL, Developmental Academy, the level of players you can recruit in many areas now is getting better. Many of the coaches in our conference will say it, but our conference in our region, they're good. They're really good. So we know if we can get through the conference here, we're in a good position because we've got a lot of good schools that we're competing against on a weekly basis all right enough
0: about the game overall let's talk about your team let's let's forget last year that's gone and done and we have to move on we'd like to sit and rest on those laurels but now it's time to step up again and let's see what
1: we can do so tell us about what we can expect this year with this team the returners and the newcomers progress we can expect progress i think we're going to continue building our game model our style of play we're going to continue building our roster I think it's going to be exciting from a standpoint of the, you know, we've got some reserve team games, developmental games as well, so a lot of the younger players who maybe aren't playing. I I wanted a bigger roster this year, I wanted that. Because I wanted competition in the squad, I wanted to be able to have alternatives coming off the bench that are different to what I have on the field, so that I have more things to throw at teams. I want to be able to adapt sometimes to certain things, not too much, but I want to have options. So you can see a progression of what we did last year. That's what it's going to be. Hopefully you'll see more committed players as well. We have a recruiting class coming in that I'm not going to say too much about at the moment, but we're really happy with it.
0: Less than a week from the preseason, are there any X factors in terms
1: of success that you can see from now? X factors to success. Things that have to happen. You've got to keep kids healthy, first and foremost, so there's a bit of luck there. We've got to plan correctly and, and execute as coaches and allow the players to execute correctly as well. Like I said, you've got to have a bit of luck at the end of it as well, you know. So we'll see. We're excited. We're in a great position. We're in in the best position we've been in since I've been here, and uh, we're just excited to get rolling. Other teams throughout the league to look for as strength teams? Well, we're fortunate that we've got a league that has seven or eight really good teams. Obviously, Carson Newman have been the powerhouse of the conference over the past few years. Had five or six great seasons in a row now. They lose a lot of kids, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do. Wingate are under new leadership. I think six or seven years in a row, they had gone to the SAC championship game before this year. Leno Ryan are already always strong. They're in Spain right now, practicing and playing games on a preseason tour. Queens are gonna be strong. Went to nationals two years ago. Kataba were a young side. I spoke to their coach towards the end of the year last year, and he was saying, Hey, the LMU and Kataba have everyone coming back next year. That's really good for the conference. You can look at Anderson, really good coach, young female coach who's done great things in her first year. Newberry, I love Newberry in terms of the way that they play. I think they're an awesome team. I think they've got awesome coaches as well. So Tusculum are always there or thereabouts. It's fun times, excited.
0: You look at the third year at the helm of the LMU women's program. You got to be careful, Coach. Before you turn around, you might have been here twenty. You just know. You never know, man. All right, Coach. Hey, we're looking forward to having you and your team on the uh, on the pitch out here. I know you hate being called Coach by me, yeah. but uh, I can get away with that. I'll I'm the deal leader, with it. Right? All right. Obviously, you're you're going to be getting cranked up early in uh, September, and there's a lot of home matches. As I mentioned when I interviewed Coach Spain, it is 100 percent free to the public. They would love your support. If you'd like to know about Lincoln Memorial University women's soccer, go to the LMU Athletics website, lmurailsplitters.com. Click on women's soccer. And it'll show you a lot of the different things that you'd like to know the maybe the upgrades on the uh, locker rooms and the workout facilities and so forth. But coach, best of luck. We're looking forward to talking with you throughout the season. And we're looking forward to seeing the 2019 lady rail splitters out there on the grind. Thank you very much. All right. This has been rail splitters on the mic. I'm Rusty Peace for Sean Frazier. We'll see you next time here on the LMU Athletics website.